Hey, everybody, before you listen to this episode with Ronnie, I just wanted to give a big thank you to each and every one of you guys that are listening right now. I know you're on the treadmill, you're working out, you're at the gym, walking the dog on your way home from work, whatever it is that you're doing. I just want to say thank you. The show processing the process means a lot to me. I definitely want to bring as much value to each and every one of you guys that are listening. So please, if you can drop me a comment, let me know what you think of the episode. Please let me know which parts inspired you most. Um, what just just reach out to me any way you can. You can reach me on all social media platforms at at process the mail. That's M-E-L process the mail and just check me there. So please enjoy the episode. And again, thank you so much for listening. Welcome, everybody, to episode one of Processing the Process with myself, Melvin Johnson. I'm here with a friend of mine and personal trainer, Ronnie. Uh, but before I let him introduce himself and talk a little bit about you know what he does and um, his whole story and journey, if you will, one, this podcast video is definitely for anyone that wants to know what it takes to make it to the top, anyone that looks at anyone with any type of success and say, oh, that person's made it. That person has done things that I want to do. I think we all can agree that in order to get to the top, there's a process that it takes to get there. It's yeah. a journey. It's not just a finish line. It's not a goal because it's never a goal because that goal is forever changing. It's forever moving, but it's definitely a process. So for me, this, pro this, this, this show here is basically talking about individuals that have identified what their process is and they fell in love with that process and I just want to celebrate that and talk about that process and just shine light on your story man so without any further ado very blessed for you to be here to join me Thank on episode one me. absolutely uh My but pleasure. yeah tell everybody who you are your journey your okay origin story so uh my name is ronnie bookman and um i've been training now for about four and a half five years now Okay. So my story is pretty interesting because I never actually wanted to be a trainer. Really? So, you know, most guys have a story of, man, all my life I knew I wanted to do this. So I knew the path I wanted my life to take. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. I remember I was at the 24 Fitness on Richmond Avenue. Yep. I used to work at the front desk. And I remember that. So I were was, you at the were you at the one before they moved to the inn? Or when they was in the middle? No, I was Remember at the end. It was at the end already? Okay. Yeah, I was at the end already. So what year was this? This was, what, call it? Maybe. 2009, 8-ish, maybe? No, probably about 13, 12. 2013? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe 12, 2012, 2013. And um, I was working behind the front desk. And I met my mentor, a guy by the name of James Cooper. Okay. And I would see him come in with all these different athletes. And I was like, man, this guy, he's a personal trainer. I wonder what else he'd do. Yeah. Because I would see him in all these different cars. He'd be like in a Mercedes, then a Porsche. And I'm like, what this guy do? has to do something on the side because all the other personal trainers, they was always a trainer and something else. Gotcha. They was always, oh, I'm a trainer, but I got to go to my second job. Yeah. So I was like, a dentist is not a dentist and a chef. Yeah. Why does a personal trainer have to be a personal trainer and something and else? Something else? Why can't you take what you do, what you love, your passion, and make a career out of it? And so I never wanted to be a personal trainer because that was the only exposure I had to personal training. The personal training career was guys like, oh, I will have a second job, or oh, I, I have to do this to support my family. Yeah. So I met so the this personal guy. training that you knew was their passion was personal training, but right. they had to do other things to 
pursue their passion, which was the personal training side. Right, gotcha. right. So I'm I'm a firm believer in do what you love, follow your passion, but you also 100%. have to know how to turn your passion into a business. Hundred percent. Because it's a difference between doing something with a, for a hobby. If you do it for free, you, that's your hobby. Yep. Right. You could do your passion for free, but what about when you want to start having kids? You have a wife. Yep. Follow your passion, but it's a it's a it's a fine it's a sweet spot of learning how to turn your passion into a business. Yep. So that's what that's what I that's what I I I kind of had to learn how to do. So I would talk to this guy, and he invited me to a workout. Okay, Miss James. This is, yeah. This so, guy named. So just to give a little bit more context, I know a little bit about James because James mm -hmm. Cooper is also. If I'm not mistaken, one third owner of O Athletic, mm -hmm. which is the gym that we go right. to and where right. you train at now. In the heights, yes, okay, sir. perfect. So James Cooper becomes your mentor at this point. Mm -hmm. Um and well, how did how did that whole relationship start? Obviously you're working in the front. Mm -hmm. I assume that you engaged in conversation so and want to learn my, more about him. My the, the relationship was very on my half was very intentional. Yeah. So I looked at it as being at the front desk, not, oh, man, I got to go to work. I'm not making that much money. Oh, man, I got to go to work for eight hours. Mm -hmm. I looked at it as it's about 1,500 people that's going to walk in and out this door while I'm here. Mm -hmm. How can I shake hands, make connections, make contacts? That's interesting. So you went to work with a purpose. I went to work with a purpose. A, it wasn't get a I'm paycheck. Gonna, I'm going to meet somebody, and somebody is going to exactly. change my life. That's what this is about. This is about that's, the stuff that people right. do on a day-to-day -day basis, no matter if you're a chef, if you're right. a whatever you, whatever job or title that you're mm -hmm. in right now, mm -hmm. you can have more impact than you think if you take it to the next gear, right. take it to the next step, right. which is what you did was right. actually, hey, I'm not just going to check people in and out, make sure that they're – Membership it, is good. It, it put me, me in a better mood. I had fun. Mm -hmm. I it, it just when when you when you I believe you have to be intentional. Whatever you do, you have to be intentional. And so the way I looked at it, like I said, was I'm gonna meet somebody out of this walking in on this door that's gonna change my life. Nice. Right? Because I'm gonna do my half. I know what I bring to the table. I know what I have to offer. I didn't know exactly what, because at the time I still didn't want to be a trainer. So what did you want to be? I don't know. So so let's I, all right, I, so I don't know. I know we kind of jumped into it real quick, but let's Let's take it back. So, where were you born? Are okay. you yeah. uh, only child? Tell me, tell me a little okay. bit about your, you know, Spider-Man story. You got bit by the got bit by the spider. How did it all start? <laughs> no. Out? So, I um, I'm born in Houston, Texas, um, um, South Park off MLK. Uh, we moved kind of more towards the suburbs. So I went to uh, uh, Persian Elementary. I mean Persian Middle School. Lamar High School, then okay. I went to the University of Houston. Okay. So, um, some interesting. I I actually got shot now with a pellet gun. So I almost I actually was brain dead for a while. Wow. Yeah. So my How right old eye. How were you? Uh, maybe I think I was. I was in the eighth grade. So eighth grade. Okay. So wow. Yeah, eighth grade. Was it in, un, like you do it to yourself, unintentional? So another no. friend? It was just random. It was so. You know, the, you, you remember the pellet guns you had to pump? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Had to, so we used to put it between our legs and pump it up oh. and pump it up. And this particular gun, it, it jammed. And so I always was good at, like, wrestling and boxing and things like that. So yeah. I was messing with my cousin. I had him in a headlock. Mm -hmm. And I was like, call me uncle. And we just being kids, yeah. just messing around. Yeah. So he picked the gun up, and we had just tried to shoot it, but it wouldn't shoot. It was jammed. Gotcha. So when he pointed at me, he's like, what you, you going to do now? I didn't think the flinch. I just moved the gun. Oh, I moved the gun, and next thing I knew, I was in the hospital. 
Wow. And I woke up, um, and I, I I just remember hearing a doctor. He was like, "If you can, if you can hear my, if you can hear my voice, squeeze my hand." Uh-huh. And I can hear him, but I'm looking at his hand, and I just couldn't squeeze my hand. And I, he's looking at my mom like, "Yeah, he's gonna be non-responsive. Probably has a little brain damage." I'm like, "No." I can hear you, yeah. but I'm looking at my hand and I just couldn't squeeze it. And so he was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think he may have ha, may have had a little damage." And I'm like, "No." Yeah. So then I also remember like I was drooling. I could feel the drool feel going down my cheek, but I just couldn't, just couldn't respond to it like what you wanted to. I couldn't respond. Damn. And so, so, man, so you basically had a drive and a fight yeah. from from the jump. Yeah. No matter what it is that you're doing, I can oh, that's go. An I can go right now and to. collect a, a a check. Okay. For for being disabled. If you wanted to. If I wanted to. Got you to. But I refuse to. Refuse. I refuse. Understood. I found a way to turn my disability into um, uh, a capability. That's how I like to look at Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know what I've been thinking about recently? I've been thinking about a lot, and it's chips. Mm-hmm. Not tortilla chips or poker mm-hmm. chips, but like the chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people lean away from your chips, rather is didn't grow up in a two-parent household, mm-hmm. uh, black, whatever it is, like adversities, things that's, mm-hmm. you know, oh, my, somebody's a alcoholic or a using, there's so many things that we look at as negatives, but I think that if we can, if anyone can lean into their chips, mm-hmm. I like to call them, mm-hmm. lean into their adversities mm-hmm. and use them as fuel yes. and reasons to continue to go, because yes. I look at, I think in America, we celebrate success stories, the Rockies, if you will, mm-hmm. the, the eight mile with Eminem, you know, mm-hmm. somebody that, that came from nothing and made it happen. So if you have those chips and those adversities and, mm-hmm. and things that people would look down on, but you press through it, like that's a story to tell and mm-hmm. people can get behind those stories. Mm-hmm. And that's just another chip that you, that you have on your, on your resume. thousand percent. So for you, so, so now we're in eighth grade. So mm-hmm. going into high school. Uh, obviously, I assume that everything worked out in your favor. You mm-hmm. were responsive at some point. I'm assuming so physical in, therapy. So going into high school, ninth, tenth, eleventh grade, I wanted to be a bad actor. I I, I didn't want to go to college. Yeah. Didn't want to go to school. Um, I wanted to be in the streets, mm-hmm. and that that's that's where my mind was all and all through high school. I skipped so much that, and it's not. This is this is terrible for anyone who's listening this uh-huh. is not good <laughs> but this is just a backstory of where i am today okay and where i how i used to think mm-hmm. back then i skipped so much that i i got my driver's license well i went to go take the test and i had to get a verification of enrollment and the school would not verify that i was enrolled wow. and i made the i had the honor roll wow every report card i had honor roll but i skipped so much i had so many un- unexcused absences that they would not verif- verify my enrollment that's interesting but I had all A's. All A's, but you skipped so much that you they couldn't even couldn't say you verif- were a student. Couldn't even say I was a student. Wow. And so it it that and I and and day by day I saw that like man, the way I think, the way I'm living, the way I the way I want my life to go, I just literally was sitting on my couch and it just was an aha moment. Mm-hmm. It was like, could I see myself doing what I'm doing now? Could I see myself doing this? Five years from now. Gotcha. I know, I, I knew everything I wanted. I wanted a wife. I wanted a family. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be successful. And I was like, it's no way that I'm going to get any of those things. And if I do, I'm not going to be responsible enough to keep them gotcha. if I do get them. And that's literally, I, 
That was your it, aha moment. It was uh, it, some people it happens like that. Some people need near death experiences. Yeah. Some people gotta go to jail for a long time. I was just always a type like look at other people's stories, look at other people's life and learn from it. So Whether it's good the or way bad. I'm hmm? Whether it's good or bad, learn right. from their story. So the way I'm living, I'm living like a guy who's in prison or dead. So why do I think anything is gonna happen other than that to my mm -hmm. life? And I, I literally just was like, I'm 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 changing my life. Wow. So you changed your life. And so let's speed up to where we kind of left off and wanted to go backwards. You're in 24 hour fitness. You meet Coop mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. we know him in the gym. We call mm -hmm. him Coop, James Cooper. And obviously you engage in a conversation mm -hmm. and somehow he sees something in you that says, Hey, I want to take you under my wing. Let me At show you how I do I things. At this time I still didn't want to be a trainer. Okay. I was just going, I was just going to go work out. So you was, so how'd you get the job? Did you just get a job there because no, you needed a job or you got? No, it, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a job. I just went this. I literally went to the to the workout just to work out. And I'm thinking like it's just going to be random guys. Adrian Peterson pull up. Trent Williams pull up. All these guys pull up. And next thing I know, Coop start coming later and later to the workout. He would call me and say, hey, warm him up. Then he would show up later and later. Hey, warm him up and then do this first circuit. And I'm looking around like it's me who I've never trained anybody a day in my life. And I'm training almost, well, well over $100 million worth of athletes. Mm -hmm. And I've never trained anybody a day in my life. Wow. And I'm training over $100 million worth of athletes. And this is at 24 Hour Fitness. This was at 24 Hour Fitness. And you was basically his understudy. Right. And you didn't, at this time, did you take any classes to be a certified or not, at least not, considered? Not, be, not, not at yet. that time. Not at that time. You was just... Doing what you're doing, just being a student of just being Coop a student. and just saying, hey, yeah. what do I need to do? Being hungry, being eager. Yeah. Coop said, let's do this for the first yeah. 20 minutes, so, and that's what you did. Okay. I, it, and and, and I, 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 he, he has – and I, the way – the reason why I think it really worked is because he's a firm believer in if you really – people don't understand value until they invest. Mm -hmm. He don't believe in giving anybody anything. I've heard that by him. Right. So – you you really way. you really have value if you if you have to invest something. Mm -hmm. So I had to invest my time. I'm training all these guys. I mean, it would be eight nine hours, ten hours a day where I had to be readily available mm -hmm. and be ready to train on the spot. Hey, what well, you got? I need you to train in ten minutes. Okay, I'll be there. So at this time, I'm in school. I was in school. I was going to HCC. Okay. To be uh to study process technology because okay. at the time I didn't know what I wanted to do. But you knew you just needed. I knew schooling I, my mom. Just... Oh, you need to go to school. We don't go to school. I'm gonna kick you out. You need to be do something positive with yep. your life. So I just went to process technology. Yep. And it got to a point to where my school schedule and my training schedule and that I wasn't getting paid for was conflicting. Mm -hmm. So I had to make a decision on. Do I go to school for process, process technology or do I take a chance in this training field, which is oversaturated? There's a trainer on every corner. Mm -hmm. every, it's Personal training is like one of those things like, oh, I love to work out. I hate my job. You know what? Let me go be a personal trainer. Yep, absolutely. It's, it's one of those Especially fields. in this day and age now right. where it's Instagram and anyone right. can start throwing up pictures and calling themselves whatever they want to call themselves. Right. And that's so what you are. It's, like, it's, it's always like, <clears throat> man, do I really want to go into that field? You know, it's it's it. People don't take personal training seriously. Yep. So, I, agree. I I remember vividly that I quit going to school, and so I was living with my mom at the time. Uh -huh. And um, the guys had went back for the football season, and I didn't have anybody to train. 
So I would have to leave my house as if I'm going to class and just go sit at Starbucks because at the time, I never told my mom that I quit going to school. Wow. She was still thinking that I was leaving, going to school for process technology. But at the time, I had quit school and was going to go personal train. So at this time, and I, I'm, I'm familiar with the story. You know, mm-hmm. you have to, when you're living with your parents or whoever that person is, aunt, uncle, mm-hmm. grandparent, and they say, hey, if you want to stay here, you got to be in school. You gotta be, yeah. So you had to keep that facade up for right. a certain amount of time. Right. But I'm assuming at this time, you realize, I think this is something I want to yeah. do. This is, yeah. I want to make this happen. Right. Perfect. So now you're at still at 24 Hour Fitness, mm-hmm. off seasons here. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking for clients at this point. No, we no. So I still was just I spent two years. What people understand, I spent two years of my career, so to speak, no payment, working learning, for free, working for free. So this two is, years this is the biggest jewel right here. Like you two work years for free. straight, I was working for free. And people say I'm a firm believer. If you love what you do, you could do it for free. Two years had passed, and I didn't even realize it was two years that I had been training and just basically studying. Yep. I looked at it as not necessarily I'm working for free, but also the knowledge I'm getting is priceless. It's worth something. So I may not be getting tangible payment, but the intangible payment I'm getting is going to benefit me times over than a quick paycheck right now. True. So do you think... And this is me thinking about something. Uh, do you believe that it will come to a time in our lifetime, mm-hmm. maybe our children's lifetime? I don't have kids mm-hmm. yet, but I know you have a, a little girl. But in your in your in your daughter's lifetime, where she may have to pay to be an intern, like in your story, she would mm-hmm. have to pay Cooper in order to work wow. under Cooper for that amount of time. I think it's possible for that to might happen. I think, think about that's that. possible. And think about you, like you you may get to a point to where someone wants to right. be your, you know, right. wants to make, want, hey, Ronnie, can you mentor me? Like, okay, I can do it, but I'm busy. I, you need to pay me X amount of dollars to do so. I think that's possible, but I wouldn't do it. Understood. I, I wouldn't do you it. You know the value in? I know the value in just giving somebody a chance. You want to pay it forward. You know what I mean? Like, just take a chance on somebody. Like, I, I wouldn't do it because the not everyone, if I'm, if I'm looking for a job, how am I going to pay to get a job mm-hmm. if I'm looking for a job. And that can be your star player that you passed up on for pennies. Could be. Could, Could be. be. But, I mean, I just feel like we, we're, I, we're I living, see, we're def- definitely living in I, I, I think that could happen. So, tell me, when's the point to where you first got your first client? So, I got Are my Are you first... still at 24 Hour Fitness or no, did so, we move? No, to... so I, 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 never was a, I never was a trainer at 24 Hour Fitness. Still, because you I was never free, hired by just... 24 Hour Fitness. Gotcha. So he had a deal. We had a deal with 25 Fitness that as long as we were bringing professional athletes, that we never had to be an employee of 25 Fitness. So you never worked there. You was just working out there. Right. I never worked there. Like, I was never wow. an employee. They would allow us to come in and train because the manager was like, well, as long as you guys not training 24-hour fitness members, mm-hmm. and as long as you're not bringing just people in here from anywhere, as long as they're a notable professional athlete, Fine. Because it was good for them. They it got was good the for them. Power. They got, oh, Adrian right. Peterson walking walk in, the gym. You see like, Adrian oh, Peterson this is the gym to come to. Right. It's a win-win so for it was everybody. So like, as long as it's somebody who's notable, mm-hmm. then you guys just come in and train. Okay. And so at this time, um, he was working to, to build O Athletic, which is where we are now. Absolutely. And I love it. It's my favorite gym. <laughs> mine too. And it was, a, it was an ongoing process with permitting and... At this time, I'm telling my mom I had to come out and tell the truth that, hey, I'm not in school. 
this is she tell me this is the biggest mistake you're making. You need to be a you need to go to a job for biz you need to go to school for business. And I'm like, and do what? Yeah. She's like, just anything but training. Nobody believed in personal training. Nobody. 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 But you knew what you had. I knew I I I just felt it. I just felt it. It's like same thing when I got married. It's like when you know, you, you know. know. I if if I this is another jewel I want to drop. If you if you if you inspire to be anything great, you have to be sensitive to to situations. You have to be sensitive to your senses. Okay, if that makes sense. Explain a little bit. Everyone's looking for these signs of what's the what's the next best move. No one is going to tell you, "Hey Melvin, this is the next best move for you in your life. Mm -hmm. This is it." Mm -hmm. When I say you need to be sensitive, I mean you need to know like little things to look for, little things to feel for. Like, okay, do I want to make a left versus a right? Do I want to keep straight or do I want to make a right? You need to you need to know what the what to be sensitive to. It make makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Like no, just definitely. be you, you got to be sensitive. If you're intentional, you'll be sensitive to 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 your surroundings and and to things that's happening. Mm -hmm. Because I was sensitive enough to know that I was on to something, right? No matter what. My, my mom, my dad, brothers, family. I'm broke at the time, right? But I knew I was on to something. And you believed in you. And I believed, you believed in, in your ability. I so believed you gambled in. on yourself. And so you knew what your passion was yes. at that point. What you found, I'm assuming you found your passion mm -hmm. in personal training. Mm -hmm. And you went all in. Yeah. And you were already a part of your journey, a part of your process. Mm -hmm. And A, working for free. Mm -hmm. Learning and soaking up as much game, as much opportunity, as much knowledge as you can. Mm-hmm. And when the opportunity presented itself, you was able to jump on it and make the most of it. That's what I did. Absolutely. That's so what I did. OF Athletic, if I'm not mistaken, opened up, was it three years ago, maybe? What year was, it was that? 2015. 2015. 2015. So 2015. So for, uh, for those who don't know, um, O Athletic is a gym mm -hmm. that is a phenomenal gym in my opinion in houston texas in the heights mm -hmm. not too far from my house uh the way i stumbled upon it was going home me and my wife it was maybe it was a saturday mm -hmm. we were uh, if you're familiar with the area we was coming over that bridge and to mm -hmm. the left for months we saw the signs going up and the permitting mm -hmm. and we we're like okay mm -hmm. when is it open man and one saturday we were going we saw people going in so we was like oh we don't have nothing to do let's turn in mm -hmm. went in they had the table up there they were just starting to pre-sale pre-sale yeah so we got <laughs> we got in early Man. got in early um i was i got in so early i was able to pick my id number wow so my my member number i was able to pick my own member number mm -hmm. and they was telling us about it they told us about all the different classes you can have and gave us a tour of the facility which mm -hmm. has the indoor um the turf the turf it has the sand in the back it has I don't know hill. what the elevation is, but it has that hill in the thirty degree hill in the mm -hmm. back. Has MMA, boxing, cage, cage has every Jiu -jitsu. everything that you would ideally want out of a gym, mm -hmm. and it's great. And for us, we like it because of one the classes, which is how I met you, and mm -hmm. we could talk a little bit more about the classes as well, and kind of maybe how you learn how to make connections and get clients out of that. Mm -hmm. But it was a gym that we saw that people of all all walks of life can come. Mm -hmm. Obviously, professional athletes go there. Um, people that others may feel are overweight go there, feel comfortable and get mm -hmm. in shape. People that are in shape go there yeah. and continue to get in shape. And mm -hmm. it's not pretentious. It don't feel like you're out of place. Everybody's right. welcome in no matter who you are or 
what your athletic ability is at that time, you're still welcome because mm-hmm. it's just that type of place. So when I first was introduced to you, and when I say that, it was through one of the classes. One of the classes was um, Alpha Strong. Alpha Strong. Alpha Strong was is a class that's still there, <laughs> but I don't even know if you still do. You still teach Alpha Strong? Uh, every every Monday at six a.m. Okay, so yeah. obviously Ryan's Alpha beginning Strong. so so busy with his clients <laughs> that he can't be a part of the classes anymore. But yeah, that's my baby. One Alpha of one Strong. of the uh, classes is Alpha <laughs> Strong, where you do a lot of weightlifting. Yeah. So was that? So tell me about your first experience obviously it sounds like you were there to open up the gym and be a part of the first wave of trainers that came through so how was that process opening up the gym and so it was it was a rigorous process because uh i'm telling my parents yeah i'm gonna work for this gym it's gonna be open in five months Mm -hmm. five months came oh it's gonna be open in two more months Mm -hmm. two more months came oh it'll be open next year yeah those first of the year came oh it's gonna be open next month so it literally was about a year of from the saying, original date yep. of me saying this gym is going to open. But at the time, I'm 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 kind of I'm not making a lot of money, but I'm I'm making some type of money because I was doing pre-sales. Gotcha. So it was nothing but dirt and dust and construction, and mm-hmm. all we had was this this board with what the gym is going to look like. No air condition, no nothing, and we would just sit in and just for people like you, just hope they walk by. And yep. we would do all our marketing things like that, but so at the time, that's how I that's how I started making just a little money. By pre sales, pre sales, which at the I didn't want to do it, but it, it it played a part in in me being the trainer I am because every trainer is a salesman, mm-hmm. and this goes from not just trainers, this goes to any industry. Let's go into that. You a salesman first. Mm-hmm. You are in the service. If you are a salesman, you are in the service industry. Absolutely. So, being able to get in front of people and and being able to break the ice is a skill that I I I kind of I kind of learned and perfected from just having random people walking in and basically selling them a dream, mm-hmm. a dream that I saw in a dream that I envisioned, and just selling you my dream, and 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 that that helped me in my career today because. If if you if you can if you can just break past certain barriers that you never thought you can break back, break past, it'll take your confidence. It'll take everything you do in your career. Mm-hmm. It'll take you to the next level. So let's go into that because that's one of the things that I feel like you bring to the table that I don't want to say nobody does or you're the only one that does it because there are a lot of good mm-hmm. trainers mm-hmm. that have a lot of um just swag if you will mm-hmm. and getting clients to come in and train mm-hmm. with them and build their clientele that way mm-hmm. what did you do to build your clientele to where it is now what is the little things because i think that obviously i'm also a salesperson as well i'm a mm-hmm. salesman I, I sell myself there's a lot of things that we have to do in order to get clients mm-hmm. and some of the things that we have to do which everyone has to do if you're in any kind of sales outside sales is like the cold calling mm-hmm. I would probably bet and say 90% of people hate cold calling because it's just, it's a grind. It's brutal. You got to call people, hang up on you. People say no, but it's the necessary evil in things that you have to do to be successful. However, if you fall in love with cold calling, fall in love with the process, Mm -hmm. fall in love with just hearing no and honing in on your skills and learning new Mm -hmm. ways to get past a gatekeeper or get past an objective, Mm -hmm. you're going to get better. But the numbers are going to be in your favor. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep it's doing it. It's a numbers it. game. You have to keep doing it. So what is it? What are some things that you do that most people, A, may do in the beginning, but 
stop doing or things that you did that was more unique that the next um, trainer didn't do, but you do really well and you identify with that. What are some of the little nuggets that got so, you to where you are right now? So I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in, in paying attention to the details and, and enjoying the process. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the same as if what you did to lose a lot of weight or, or to get to your goal weight, the moment you get to that weight, most people are going to stop doing all the things that they did to get to that weight. Mm-hmm. But then when they start back gaining weight, they don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if this is what it took to get here, then if I want to maintain or even get better, I still have to do all those small things. A lot of people think they're too big for the small things. Mm-hmm. I'm too successful. I'm too, I have enough clients or I get enough referrals. I don't have to, I'm beyond the, the, the small things. And at some point, once you grow, yes, you, you get people in place. Absolutely. But you're never, you're never too big for the small things. So for me, I used to go, I used to order up about 500 business cards a month. Okay. Right. Just my name on it, just regular business cards. And I would go to Whole Foods and I would just sit out. Anyone who had on yoga tights, anyone who had on workout clothes, anyone who looked like they work out, I would just give them my card. And the way I looked at it as if I get out, if I give out a hundred cards a week, I should get at least 10 people to call me back. Mm-hmm. And if I can get 10 people to call me back, I better get one or two people to come to this gym and do an assessment. And if I can get two clients a week, one or two clients a week, how amazing would my growth be? And it's the same thing with like with Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan averaged 32 points a game. Yeah. And when they looked at him, they said, man, how did you average 32 points a game? He said, I never looked at it as averaging 32 points a game. I looked at it as if I can just get eight points a quarter, right? If I just break it down and not focus on the big picture, Mm -hmm. eight points a quarter may seem small. Mm -hmm. Two clients a week may seem small. But Mm -hmm. six months from now, I've been getting two clients a week. Six months from now, Mm -hmm. now look at my roster. Talk to them. That is the process. A lot of people including myself at times, look at the finish line, look at the right. end goal. Like I want to have, in your case, I want to have 50 clients. Right. Consist the good ones, like 50 right. good clients. Right. But it starts with handing out 100 starts with business one. cards. It starts with one. It starts with one. It starts with handing out. Like to hear you saying that you camped out at Whole Foods and places where you feel like the individuals that you want to train is going to be at, to stand there, hand out your card, Obviously, you had to have some kind of pitch or mm-hmm. energy about yourself to get them that those ten people to mm-hmm. call you back. Like that's that's the grind right there. Yes, like nothing yes, happened yes. overnight. Like yes, you had to. So for me, when I ran into you and met you, obviously there's a ton of classes that O Athletic mm-hmm. um, offers. Um, if anyone is in the Houston area, I recommend that you go there and try it out mm-hmm. for a week if you can. Whatever the however it's set up to where you can go, but I will highly recommend it. But for me, it was your energy. Everybody's mm-hmm. different the way that they train mm-hmm. and everybody's different the way that they receive information, but it was the energy. Mm-hmm. Now I trained out with a couple of other personal trainers prior to you. Mm-hmm. Some have gone and left or come back or whatever, but I saw that when I was taking your class, it was a push, a drive. Mm-hmm. There was little things that you said that motivated me and, and, and kept me going. Is that mm. a part of the experience that you want to bring to thousand, everybody that you train? Thousand percent. Um, it's more than a workout. Anyone can, can put together a bunch of exercises and mm-hmm. call it a workout, mm-hmm. right? For me, it's about the experience. 
it's about what what am I getting? So I look at everything. It's a it's a it's a it's a thing that I go by. It's called ODEM. Okay. O D E M. O D E M. Okay. Right. ODEM. The O stands for obligation, then desire, then enjoyment, and then mastery. Right. Okay. Most people that I encounter in the gym, they're gonna be they're gonna fall in the first category is obligation. Right. A lot of people don't really enjoy the process of going to the gym. Mm -hmm. The obligation is I went to the doctor. I have high blood pressure. I have to go. My wife said I'm getting fat. My husband is not attracted to me. So they have an obligation mm -hmm. to come to the gym. Okay. So my job is how can I turn this obligation to now they have a desire, right? Mm -hmm. Now they move to desire. Maybe they lose five pounds. Maybe their coworkers say, oh, have you been working out? You look good. Maybe, oh, your face looks slimmer. Mm -hmm. So now they have a desire. So now they, not, they, they don't just have an obligation. Now they have a desire. So now how can I make them enjoy it, right? Okay. Man, it's Tuesday. I can't wait to get to the gym. I'm going to take Ronnie's class today, man. I enjoy it, right? How can I make them live in enjoyment? And then the last one is mastery. Mastery is, okay, I've been taking this class. I want to go to the next level. Now I want to personal train or now I want to try to, to do a, 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 a small marathon or half marathon or now I want to try to do a tough mutter. Mm -hmm. So every, every, every person that I encounter, everything that I touch, that's, what I, that's how I look at every single person. Right? How can I make you enjoy this this gym experience? Mm -hmm. Because it's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. It's, it's 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 a lifestyle. I'm not one of those trainers like, oh, don't eat this, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Well, it's not sustainable because a lot of people don't have the discipline. Mm -hmm. So how can I work around that? Still give them the results they're looking for, but also allow them to enjoy the 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 whole process. Absolutely. And so that that that's my that's my spiel. But then I think with me, it's, a, it's community, right? It's, it's, it's about community because a workout is a workout, yep. right? A lot of people go online and get all these workouts. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go on YouTube, not Instagram, and get all these workouts off of Instagram, yep. whether they're working or not, whether it's a great program or not. I'm not one to, to say whether it is or not, but I'm saying for me and my clients, it's it's a community. It's it's a it's a it's, it's we're like a I look at I look at it like a like O Athletic is the city and we're like our own little own little little, own little little bracket in in, in O Athletic. I right? I agree. I I feel the community that that you built. I am proud to be a part of that community. Thank you, um, sir. My still about oh still about the gym. No, absolutely, but, yeah. absolutely, all about all about the right. gym for sure. You know, we we don't do anything outside of the gym, but. You know, me and my wife, we started going to you this year, about February, start training mm -hmm. on two days out of the week. Mm -hmm. And I believe maybe it was a month or two ago after I felt like, okay, I'm starting to get back into a level where I feel comfortable and can get pushed a little bit mm -hmm. more. You know, one of the things I asked you, because everyone in the gym knows who you train through, mm -hmm. obviously, just your persona, you know, the energy that you bring, mm -hmm. the clientele, you can see the transformation from your clientele. And I was like, what time does your A-team train? <laughs> and I call them the A-team because in the gym, I was in there and I see, right. you know, obviously the, the type of weights that they're putting up right. and kind of the workout. So I said, oh, that's the group that comes in <laughs> on these days at 5 a.m. I was like, okay, and I need to get on, on I had to get in on yeah. that. So, yeah. you know, but it, it definitely is a community. And I, I have witnessed you have the ability to mm -hmm. train multiple people mm -hmm. at, mo at different levels 
but still get the most out of them at the same time, which to me, if I had to kind of give that um, an example or try to, what is that like? To me, it's like a chef that can cook multiple meals mm-hmm. and bring it out hot to everyone at the table. They can cook three different dishes and bring them hot that cooks at different temperature, different mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a little orchestra. Like you're, that, that's, that's exactly what it is. So the, the, the way, the, the way my groups are is I pride myself on getting different people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different training levels mm-hmm. and can come to the workout and get exactly what they need. Absolutely. Right. You're going to get what you need. The next guy going to get what he need. The next guy going to get what he need. And you all need something different, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I pride myself on being able. That is a science. It is, it is a science to it because you still have to make the workout flow. You got to know your clientele. You got to know, okay, Melvin can do this. This guy can't do this. Okay, this guy can do this. Melvin, that's not his strength. Mm-hmm. So you have to know. You have to know your clients first, and then you just have to. You just have to to, to know how to make it make sense. But my biggest my biggest accomplishments that I feel is when you take these guys who would never even talk to each other, who would never even be friends, who would never even speak to each other, like but then on the weekend, they out. send you a picture, and I'm not even there. Yeah. I'm not there. Yep. I wasn't even invited. <laughs> They're hanging out together. They got a whole new friendship and because that's, of that. And that's what makes me sticky. Absolutely. Right? That's You may feel like, man, Ronnie made me mad. I don't want to train right no more. I don't want to go to the gym today. I'm tired, mm-hmm. but man, Steven going to be there. Yeah. So now it, it makes, it makes me sticky. Now you got the hooks in you. Like you can't escape me. Like right. We're, we're in this together in right. a good way. It's not in, in a bad way, oh, but in a good, in a great way. 100% in yeah, a good a way because I go to the gym now. I see people there. I, in my opinion, when I go to the gym, I feel like other people that are there mm-hmm. know, Oh, you train with Ronnie or you can see, mm-hmm. Oh, he's, we're doing a, another class like wad or something and right. i'm putting up more weight than what right. other people are doing but they're oh because he trains mm-hmm. with ronnie you know what i mean like right. it's yes. it's 100 a community so percent. you know i know we kind of you know talking about a lot of this but you know where did that come from the being able to be the chef was it just you in your early days with with coop and learning the way that he trains how did you develop that technique on how I- to get everyone on the same page at the same time, but at different levels. I, I don't know. I, just, I, just I, think it, I think it's just a gift. I, I don't, I don't know. And I try to explain it, but it's not until people see it mm-hmm. that they really understand it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, I just do it. It's, it's, I don't think about it. I just do it. Yeah. It's just one of those things that just, some people just have certain gifts and that is definitely one of my gifts. You definitely have a gift and, I thank you so much for being a part of this very first uh, show of processing the process myself. But, you know, I really wanted to sit down with you because I obviously you have a story that we was Mm -hmm. able to hear and it was phenomenal. But I think you have a way about you, the way that you train your Mm -hmm. personality in the gym. It's infectious for everyone around you. Thank you. And I think anyone that has taken the time to utilize you as a trainer has mm-hmm. seen results one way or the other rather it's with their their own energy coming to the gym being excited for the gym mm-hmm. your odom which is yes. you know something i've assumed that you coined something that mm-hmm. you came up with which is phenomenal which i can definitely understand and see how you know you apply that daily mm-hmm. um but you know one of the things i want to do to close this show because we are living 
now here is the year 2019. Things live on the internet. Things live live forever. Is there anyone? And I'm gonna give you two people. Okay. I want you to think of two people. Rather, it's professional and selfish for you. Somebody that you want to meet because we're not sure who's gonna listen to this, who's gonna see this. Mm-hmm. That may be the cousin of someone or the honor of someone professionally. Is there anyone that you want to train? Somebody that is on your list, like man, I I really want to train with that person professionally in your career. Or is there someone, and excuse me, I want to say or, and is there someone that you just want to meet just because, rather it's the Beyonce, like, man, I just want to meet that person because I think they have, I just, just, I just want to meet that person. So we know this is going to live forever and <laughs> not saying it's going to happen next month or next week, but it could be two years from now. Somebody fell on this clip and heard this and was like, oh, I know such and such. Yeah, yeah let me, uh. Send them a message. What 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 if what if the person I want to train? What if I already trained them? Does that count, or, or or do I have to name someone else? Someone that is not on your radar. Somebody's on your radar right now. Okay. But you currently don't have their information. You don't have Jay-Z. any way to get to them. Jay Z. Jay Z. You want to meet him or train him? Both. 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 That's that's your that's your cream of the crop. Jay Z. Jay Z. Perfect. So if you're watching and listening and get you have in contact with him, contact with Jay Z <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> Please put these two gentlemen together. Uh, Ronnie, man, I appreciate you coming in. I appreciate in. you, man. Thank you so much. 1000%. Thank you. Part of the first one. Thank you. For sure. Thank Absolutely. you.